Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate and review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. You have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We are presented by DraftKings. Going to get right to it today. Two quick things, all right? It is U.S. Open week. It is my second favorite week on the sports calendar, right behind Masters week. And a letter, an oral letter to my friend, Kevin Durant, Okay. So a little pitch and a putt, let's say, okay? A pitch to KD, and we putt around (laughs) with Will Zalatoris, who has finished in the top 10. I think he was a runner-up at Augusta. Top 10 in his last three majors, and he'll certainly be a guy to keep an eye on uh, as the U.S. Open unfolds over the weekend. But we start, before we get to Will, uh, we start with a letter to Kevin Durant. You are probably saying... They should have released this right after Game 5. And you're right. But we didn't. Stupidity. This is a little something I like to call an oral letter to a good friend. Dear Kevin, KD, You and I have had an interesting relationship over the years. We've never spoken directly, but I know you can hear me, and you know I can hear you. 
The closest we've come to having direct communication was our Twitter conversation through our mutual friend, Incarcerated Bob. I hope you now realize why it is I said the things that I said. Especially that thing about taking the easy path. I realize they are hard to take seriously coming from someone who has ridden Lebitard's coattails to fame and fortune. But try to look past all of that. And trust me. Kevin, you are not supposed to do things that people like me do. You are better than that. You don't take shortcuts. I take shortcuts. You are way better than that. So please... I'm begging you, listen. After all, I'm your friend. You did it. I'm so proud of you. What you did Tuesday night was brilliant and breathtaking. It's also why you have no rings in my personal record book. And by the way, despite that majestic performance... You still don't. The things I said, they were not born out of any sort of malice or hatred. They were born out of respect and frustration. Respect. It's impossible to watch you play the game of basketball and not realize that what you are watching is one of the greatest players that has ever lived. Frustration. It's impossible to watch you play the game of basketball and imagine that you, someone of such supreme, superior talent, would need anyone's help. And that you would be the one to seek it when they should have been seeking you. Yes, even in Oklahoma City. Because your talent is the kind of talent that creates legendary moments for otherwise average players. Your talent is the kind of talent that changes lives and careers. Your talent is the kind of talent that puts others in the Hall of Fame. Your talent is the kind of talent that wins people championships. Kevin, people flock to that kind of talent regardless of where it lives. You broke all the rules of competition. Can't beat them, join them. You were up 3-1 against what many consider the greatest team of all time. You lost. It happens. Yet, rather than come back and try again, you made the worst decision of your career. You joined a team you couldn't beat. You joined a team that had already won a title. You joined a team that didn't need you. We knew that. Heck, they knew that. It's why you never got their complete respect. And please don't tell me you have it. You don't. Trust me, Kevin. I'm your friend. Did it ever dawn on you that they came to get you because they knew they were eventually going to lose to you? Hmm? After Game 5 Tuesday night, You realized I was right. You were celebrated in a way you've never been celebrated before. 
Why? Because you pulled that shit off playing alongside Jeff fucking Green. You didn't need help. Certainly not from Stephen Clay. Definitely not from Draymond. And clearly not from Kyrie. And now you realized you missed out on so many of those nights. And we in turn missed out on so many of those nights. Can't beat them, join them goes against everything we know about competing, about teamwork, about sports. Kevin, it goes against everything you know. I know that now because I saw the fire. I saw the competitor. I also know all of that goes away when Kyrie is back and James is 100%. It might be there for you, but it won't for many of us. I want to give you a ring back. I really do. But I can't. I can't because this happened by happenstance. A couple of happens. Cutting it up. How about that? One might say, you didn't ask for any of this. You wanted to be out there with Kyrie and James when all you needed was Jeff, Blake, and a side of Shamit. For a night, we all saw what could have been, what should have been, and that's a start. Now, go do it again. And do it on the road. Your friend, Stugatz. P.S. Chris Middleton completely outplaying you is not what I meant about doing it in Game 7 and doing it on the road. We're going in the wrong direction. I care about you. Let's regroup. Let's gather ourselves. Let's start over. Now, don't do it in Game 7. And when you become a free agent, join the Knicks. Your friend, Stugatz. Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, U.S. Open from Torrey Pines is underway. As I said earlier, second favorite week on the sports calendar, right behind Augusta, right behind the Masters. Will Zalatoris burst onto the scene. He really has. A young kid, good kid, and he has finished in the top 10 in the last three majors. So we had a, uh, we had a little time to sit down with our new friend, Will Zalatoris, before he teed off for the U.S. Open. What's up, Will? Nothing. How's it going, guys? How you doing, man? Thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, our pleasure, man. I'm a huge golf fan. Um, how would you explain the last year of your life, Will? Uh, I never heard of you until, <laughs> until about 12 months ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it has been very bizarre between COVID and thinking I'm going to have two years on the Corn Ferry Tour to then being on the PGA Tour. And now all of a sudden I'm sitting here, you know, getting ready for my third U.S. Open that I've ever played in. It, trust me, it's like, you know, the probably the biggest weird one of them all is Adam Sandler texting me, congrats on the great play. I'm like, <laughs> what world am I in? So. What was that like for you? Like, describe. Listen, I know playing in the Masters and you finish second and finishing in the top tens and three of the majors. Like, I know all that stuff's exciting, but I feel like the Sandler stuff's more exciting to you, you know? <laughs> like, oh, it's just, it's weird, man. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, because he texted me after I got engaged, too. And so it's like, as I'm reading the text, you know, he's saying, you know, like, um, you know, congrats on the great or congrats on the great play, young man, and congrats on the engagement. You got a live ball going for you, or you or you've got it all going for you. And I'm reading it and I'm thinking of like him saying it like in his voice. And I was just I I don't know why I just was sitting there and I'm like, what the hell is going on, man? Like, <laughs> all right. So prior to Adam Sandler, who was the most famous person to ever text you? Probably Romo, but <laughs> he's turned in he's turned into such a buddy that I like. I kind of think like he's just such a regular guy. He's got his own weird quirks where I'm just like, oh, you play golf with Tony Romo? I'm like, yeah, it's a, he's Tony. He's an acquired taste. <laughs> does he does he like call your shots before you hit them just like he does during the podcast? <laughs> That's an excellent question. <laughs> yeah, well, I like getting in his dome and calling his because I never turn out the way I, like, he wants it to. So. But Will is with us here on behalf of Gillette. The U.S. Open's coming up later this week, and we will get to all that in, in just a second. Um, have you parlayed your new relationship with Adam Sandler? I'll get to Romo in a second. Have you parlayed this into a, you know, perhaps a spot in one of his movies? Anything, Will. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no nothing, nothing yet. I'll, uh, if he ever decides to come out with Happy Gilmore 2, I'll go ahead and <laughs> put the long hair back on and I'll, I'll do my... All audition. I trust you. I'm not asking for a part, but I'd love to audition. I, 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 I think you'll get the part, Will. Why'd you cut the hair, by the way? Why did you cut that hair? Oh, I do it every year. Um, I grow it out in the wintertime. And then Texas, I mean, it's already 98 here and humid. And so it's just, it's a lot to, <laughs> lot to maintain. But 
And on top of that, too, I, when I got engaged, I asked my future mother-in-law, I was like, you know, you think she's going to want the long hair or the short hair? And she's like, probably the short. I'm like, all right, well, if she doesn't like it, this is on you. So, <laughs> and did she like it? Yeah, she did. She okay. was really excited when I got the haircut. Okay. That sounds so. like your mother-in-law made an executive decision. Yeah, that's exactly right. It sounds like his exactly wife made right. an executive decision, or you know, it's, <laughs> listen, Will, whatever she tells you to do moving forward, just do it. Okay. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Okay. Good. Oh yeah. Um, how did this relationship with you and Tony Romo come about? How did you guys develop this relationship? Yeah, so he joined uh, Bentry Country Club in Dallas, which is the place that I grew up at, um, or grew up playing out of in Dallas, and uh, we had a couple mutual friends that we we had never played before and just invited me to go play nine holes. And I think I've birdied like three or four out of the nine holes that we played. I played pretty good. And eventually it turned into us playing, uh, you know, kind of weekly. And then, uh, you know, really during our four month layoff with COVID, it was him and another buddy, Mike Baldwin and a combination of either Kevin Doherty or Davis Riley, who are both on the corn Ferry tour. And Martin Flores came into that too, but literally every single day for four months, it was the, that, com that combination of three of Mike, Tony, and me. And it really, by the time we came back or, you know, to play the first corn Ferry event after COVID uh, or during, I guess it was like June of last year, I was ready to go. I mean, I, I, I've been grinding my tail off playing for, cash against tony and you know it's trust me they, you know i know the guy's got a real sweet contract but you know taking money out of my pocket is the best money that he's got i mean he, he loves it more than anything so um but he's been he's seriously been a big brother to me and he's taught me a lot um you know in terms of being a professional athlete and you know, he's even tested me on the golf swing. There's some questions that he's asked me that I feel like I got to be honest, man, I don't have the answer to it and I've got to go find it because yeah. this is my job. How many you know? strokes would you have so. to give Rumbo for him to have a realistic chance? Like how many shots? Um, if it was match play, probably three. It's normally three aside is what we do. If it was stroke play, I may try to eke him into – three or four he's not afraid to make like three or four birdies and shoot 74 or 75 wow. like he's he's one of those guys where the good is really good it's just we got to get the bat a little bit better and we saw that at the corner right, so but he works at it he works at it hard man are you going to the lake tahoe event i am not planning on it okay. currently all right well how, um, how about i invite you because i've been invited to play <laughs> i know romo's playing in it and i think you and i if we can get into into romo's dome and you can give me a couple of lessons me and you, we beat him. How about that? Let's do it. Well, yeah, uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, any anybody, anytime I can try to get, you know, take some real estate in that head of his, it's. I'm in. I'm. A, we might have some scary neighbors, but I'm in on buying some real estate in that head of his. Okay. I mean, listen. Are, but are you in on being my caddy? I mean, that's all. The yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's all that matters. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
So, Will, this is going to sound crazy to the audience, okay? It's going to sound crazy to Mike EA, uh, but I know golf, and I know the pressure involved in golf. And so I'm going to ask you, more pressure, the Corn Ferry Tour or the PGA Tour? Oh, man. Um, and the reason that sounds crazy to people is the Corn, the Corn Ferry Tour is the way you get onto the PGA Tour, and you struggled a bit on that tour, but then once you got to the PGA Tour, you crushed it. Yeah. It's different. Um, you know, the Corn Ferry Tour, you're basically fighting for a career or, you know, just to even have a career or fighting to get to the PGA Tour. I mean, it's a it's the middle ground that's kind of – I wish I could describe it. It's just a different kind of pressure because it's like every single week could be the difference of you being on the PGA Tour and possibly not having status on any PGA Tour sanctioned tour. Um, you know, and then on the PGA Tour, like obviously my goal is to make the FedEx Cup playoffs and, you know, I have to go win one. Uh, you know, I, there's a lot of – really cool goals that the fact I'm even able to give them a, a shot is fun. But, you know, Kevin Kisner always jokes that, you know, there's some courses that I just can't contend at. And well, why do you play? Well, if they pay a lot of money for 20th <laughs> and, you know, and so it's like, you have a safety net on the PGA tour, if that makes any sense. Yes. And I don't play with it. I don't, I don't like not contending. I think it's awful. I think, Teeing off early on Sunday is like one of the worst tee times you could ever ask for. I mean, I can't stand it, um, but it's just different. I mean, I had to, you know, there's, I had to, on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, I had to birdie the last hole four times to make a cut and I turned it into two top tens. And that could have been the difference of me making the PJ Tour or not. And so that's why there's so much, I think there's a little bit more pressure, but at the same time, you know, go win a PJ Tour event that's something we've all wanted to do. And that's just completely different pressure than anything on the corn ferry. Tour. Right. But so I corn, think it's just different. Right. On the corn ferry though, I think you said it very well. You're, you're, what you're putting for is a job, What you're putting for is longevity. Yeah. What you're putting for is to get to, is to realize your dreams and get to the PGA tour. Once you get to the PGA tour, what you're putting for is just to win tournaments that mean a whole lot to you, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's kind of, it's just different. I mean, one of them, both are life changing, in just different ways. So explain golf, because I'm always trying to explain to people how crazy this game is. The guys on my show, none of them really play golf, but explain that, how a guy has a hard time just making it to the tour, but once he makes it there, finishes second at Augusta, two top 10 finishes, U.S. Open and the PGA. I mean, explain that. Well, do you have an explanation for that? Yeah, I mean, I wish I could give you <laughs> the secret sauce. It's golf. But, you know, yeah, it is. I mean, it's... I, Six, seven months ago, I was thinking I was going to have to spend another year on the Corn Ferry Tour. And, you know, now I'm on the PGA Tour and I was frustrated that I didn't win the Masters. And, you know, I've got a chance to be on a Ryder Cup team. So it's trust me, it's not lost on me by any means, but it's a it's a pretty cool spot to be in considering, you know, a year ago now I was basically I think I had played like four Corn Ferry events and was coming out of COVID. And I went on a nice little run where I won one corn fairy event, had a bunch of top tens. And, but it was just, it's just kind of funny. It's like, you know, you think back a year ago and that's where I was. And then a year before that, I didn't have status anywhere. So it's, um, that's a really cool spot to be in. Yeah, it's a really crazy and cool story for you. I'm happy for you. Uh, you celebrated your one and only professional victory by doing blank. 
Uh, we had a, cause it was during COVID like hardcore COVID times. So we had like a couple people that were, had been traveling, you know, like Davis Riley and, you know, a couple close friends and Tony and we kept it super small just because of COVID, but we, uh, we had a nice little celebration outside of, uh, out of Merido golf club where I played most of my golf nice. at. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We, we, uh, we celebrated appropriately. Uh, very nice to hear. I'm happy for, and you should celebrate appropriately. <laughs> you deserve it. Uh, true or false. You were rooting for Phil to win the PGA. Once you realized you probably weren't going to win it. I was because I, so I played a practice round with him on Monday with uh, Steve Stricker, Zach Johnson, yeah, Phil, me. And so playing a practice round with Phil and needless to say, getting our butt kicked by Phil on Monday and then him going and winning a major that following week was kind of like, all right, that was pretty cool. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm, mad at, I'm mad I didn't win. I know I had a decent week, but I was like, Maybe I helped a little bit for him, so he should thank me. <laughs> Give him some false confidence. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love your confidence. Do you have a holy shit moment? I'll get to Gillette in just a second here. Do you have like a holy <laughs> shit moment where you're like, hey, a year ago I was struggling just to make it on the tour, and now I'm playing today with blank. Have you had that, like one of those moments? Actually, it is a Phil story that's a little bit different. In San Diego earlier, I guess it was in January, um, I hit my tee shot way out right on 15. And I was in the fairway bunker on nine, and Phil had gone off first off of 10. He was finishing up his round. And I had to hit a big old slinging hook around this tree, and Phil was kind of over by the tree. And I had, he probably doesn't even remember this, but I was kind of laughing at myself that I was like, you know, Probably six to eight months ago, I would have asked Phil to move, but I was like, <laughs> I think I'm good now. Like, I, I know I'm not going to hit him, but, but I hit a, I hit an unbelievable shot to like 20 feet. It was a six iron from like 200 yards. I hooked it around the tree, but I just remember like looking up and on my sight line, Phil was like right there. So it was, uh, yeah, it made me think about it a little bit. What a cool so. moment, man. Uh, Will is with us here at Gillette 72 Club with the U.S. Open coming up next week. Why was it important to work with Gillette now? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, obviously, U.S. Open, the toughest test in golf, you know, being prepared and staying fresh on a golf course. Uh, you know, with Gillette, their new 72-hour Andy Persprint that they've come out with is awesome. Um, you know, Gillette was one of the brands that when I first turned pro that I really wanted to align with because it's something that, you know, I've used Gillette my entire life. And um, you know, I was super excited when I got the call that we were going to partner and, uh, you know, Max Homa and I are going to have a fun announcement. It'll be on my Instagram, which is at Will Zalatoris. will be, uh, he and I are going to do an Instagram live and make a couple fun announcements, but the 72 club, it'll be pretty, it'll be pretty fun. It's a, uh, it's a cool deal. We got a lot of fun prizes coming. Uh, last question before I let you go and good luck this week, man. Deshambo or Kepka? Deshambo or Kepka? <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm going to go with currently neither, but if we're on the same team together come September, it's going to be both. <laughs> Brady or Rogers then? Yeah, yeah, Will, you got this shit down, man. You got the media game down. <laughs> what a way to answer a question without answering a question. I mean, you are good at this. <laughs> hey, I, I, how does this course set up for you, U.S. Open course? How does it set up for your game, Will? 
It's awesome. I love, uh, I love Tory. I've, uh, I was the first place I ever played at as a professional golfer. I uh, had a good run at it this year, uh, finished in the top 10, got to hit it long, got to hit it straight, got firm, fast greens, um, which is my cup of tea. So it's, it'll be a beating just like every U S open is, but, uh, I love tough golf courses. I've had right, a good well, track. Thanks, record to, you. So far. thanks to uh, Gillette. Congratulations on your success. Good luck at the U S open Thank you. and uh, I'll see you at Tahoe. Okay. Me and you got a date. Yeah. Right? I love it. Okay. Me and you got a date. We're going to beat Romo together. Okay. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, Will. thanks boys. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much. Good luck, man. All right, thanks to Will. And while that was going on, it's funny, it's crazy. I can't believe it. I received a direct message through Incarcerated Bob from Kevin Durant, and he told me to go fuck myself. Stupidity. I, got, I mean, seriously, the K and KD stands for crazy. Tell me to go fuck myself. Stupidity. He didn't tell me to do that, by the way. I made it up. I'm crazy. Stupidity. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than pre- Premium regular beer.